You are listening to the Enormo Cast. Is your relationship with your climbing shoes starting to feel like just a series of Netflix nights with carry out? Is the spark gone? Are the dreamy days of wistfully wondering if your shoes miss you when you can't be romping in the hills together faded away? Well, let the Sportiva theory put some big bang back in your life. Extreme sensitivity combined with high dynamism allows the theory to have unprecedented pedidexterity and reactivity on holds. Mmm, pedidexterity, dynamism, reactivity. Isn't that just what you've been secretly longing for? Do you really want to spend your sun-drenched days and climbing gym nights with a board last and confining laces? Or with an aggressive and ultra-sensitive slipper that lets you really feel those holds you so lovingly caress every chance you get? Look, you and your old shoes can still be friends. Even meet up once in a while for a 5.9 Audible Air too. But the Sportiva Theory is going to fulfill your needs in a way that those old shoes just never could. So if you've lost that loving feeling, then reignite the passion with the Theory Climbing Shoe from Sportiva. Go to Sportiva.com or your favorite local shop to test the theory. Well, girls and boys, the sun's coming up later and later and the darkness is upon us. But cowpokes like us know that when the going gets cold and dark, we still get going with a double shot and a dawn patrol. That's right, up before the rooster's pecking and the cows are mooing, and out the door for those perfect turns or perfect conditions. And though most of us aren't galloping into the office anymore with hands chalky and our ski pants swishing, doesn't mean that your Dawn Patrol humble brag isn't just as effective when you're five minutes late to that Zoom call. Sorry, folks, you casually say, I'm just not myself if I don't get up at three in the morning and go send some sick shit while y'all are sleeping. Black Diamond is here to support your morning mania with equipment for the Dawn Patrol. Headlamps to light up the pre-dawn hours, the perfect layering systems to peel as you heat up and the sun finally does come up. Ski gear for the punch-drunk 4am skiers, climbing gear for the unrested and off-route climbers, and even bouldering pads, cause let's face it, you're gonna numb out and dry fire. So wake up, buckaroos, and though caffeine may seem like all you need, let Black Diamond supply all the gear you need to get up and get down on your next dawn patrol. Black Diamond is a proud sponsor of the Enorma Cast. Listen, uh, uh, where are you playing in town? You, are you playing here? We're doing the, uh, the Normo Dome, whatever it is. It's terrific. Oh, it's yeah, a big place outside of town. That's a big place. You sold it out. I'll see. We really should. The hell are you doing? I couldn't sleep. I'm checking the ropes. There was a frayed end on your rope, and I'm cutting it out. Today's show is brought to you by Black Diamond Equipment with support from Maxim Ropes and the fine folks at La Sportiva. And don't forget our charter sponsor, Bonfire Coffee. Go to bonfirecoffee.com and enter Enorma at checkout for a discount on great coffee and to support the Enorma cast. And now back to the show. (laughs) 
So welcome to the Enormacast. This is your host, Chris Caloose. This is episode 212.5 of the Enormacast. The now fourth annual, I believe, Enormacast Taps edition. Joining me as usual, my friends and frequent Enormacast guests, Steve Dilk and Andrew Bishrat. Welcome to uh, to Taps, buddies. <laughs> Great to be here, Chris. Thanks for having me. Awesome. First of all, I haven't actually talked to either one of you guys since the last Taps edition. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> since a year ago, That's true. where we all just left, went our separate <laughs> ways, and we haven't wins. spoken at all right. since then, right? So yeah. we can all debrief on yeah. what's happened in climbing <laughs> exactly. in the last year. Yeah. <laughs> With, with a fresh start. Yeah. That's the way it works, you guys. We all go, we never speak, and then we come back together for this show. Tonight's show is, once again, things that are uh, going by the wayside in climbing, or maybe should go by the wayside in climbing, using the the TAPS theme, the Fallen Soldier theme. Uh, many trends, many things, many ideas, and even today, some people who uh, have, have died in the last... Uh, last year as well as uh trends that are just seem to be on the vine or maybe they're coming back that's what the discussion the will zombies be. yeah the zombies mm-hmm. some things that we'd like to see go away which was the nature of last year's taps i think was pretty heavy on the canceling of stuff do you remember last year's taps you guys january very no it seems like mm-hmm. so long yeah, ago it was agree yeah it's been <laughs> I mean, a long year yeah yeah totally and this was all before anything yeah. I think we recorded it on the 6th of January, so we didn't even have the whispers yet of the uh, of the virus. Right. It was just right. six days after the new year. Climbing was just a freaking freight train barreling towards the Olympics. Now, Dilk, were you in Asia before that or after? No, after. After. Yeah, after. Yeah, yeah we like... have patient zero on the show here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you went to Vietnam or something, yeah. right? Hong in Kong, February. Japan. Kong. Japan. <laughs> yeah. Through China, flew through China. Yes, I did. The China. <laughs> through, through the China to evade the uh, the wall. Right. Yeah. Just yeah. got back. So tell us about your experience, actually. we You guys have, have like a, an interaction that... <laughs> yeah, um, that's right. Divergent yeah. memories. Yeah. But it's probably just... I mean, Bisharat's a journalist, so he remembers things and writes them down. I don't. And just blabber Or fabricates a things. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Cloth. That's right. The memory's getting worse and worse, I'll be honest. Yeah. <laughs> the well, go on. You're good at writing things down, so that's always what... <laughs> that's the good habit. He yeah. wins. Yeah. He wins the memory that, that hall when turns he turns it into it a fact. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, it, a quick trip over to Asia turned into a nightmare when, you know, we left. The CDC was... We consulted that and a couple of doctors, and it was mellow. I think the United States had a handful of cases throughout the country, but mostly in the PNW. And so we did what our government told us to do, basically, and just said, travel, be free, and all is well. Don't wear a mask. You'll be fine. Just wash your hands. Stay away from anyone coughing. And within like two weeks, I think we were in Hanoi. It was like we had to get home as fast as humanly possible because Trump was going to shut down the border from all of Asia, basically. Right. Uh, yeah. So we had to change everything around, get home. And, you know, what we observed was just uh, we were in really tightly packed, dense cities. And it wasn't like carnage by right. any means at all. But everyone basically uh, was very courteous and wore masks and washed their hands and tried to stay away from people if they could. Um, you're talking about over there, over there in Asia. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. Uh, in America, we immediately got, um, corralled literally like from 12 to 20 different flights corralled into like a two door corridor 
completely jammed with everyone and just ramrodded through like a completely porous, you know, uh, open uh, entryway into the country. You know, when we went to just go back, when we went through Japan, we, they were already heat scanning everyone. Mm-hmm. And if anyone was coughing or anything, you were immediately taken aside and like separated and never heard from again. Yeah, basically, never heard from again <laughs> in a very polite way. It's all very quiet. Yeah, it's very quiet. Japan. And polite yeah, Japan. it is. So it was like really, uh, there is a disparity with like how quickly Asian countries react to a SARS virus and how like organized they are compared to like our shit show, which it was. Right. So yeah, well, the the divergent memory story that you just referenced, just to spell that yeah. out for the listeners. Oh, yeah. yeah, we were uh, we were at Hayden Kennedy's uh, you know, birthday party. If, I don't know if you call it that or not, but um, of course he's yeah. it's, it's a memorial, like a memorial birthday. Memorial yeah. birthday yeah. Yeah. But fun. Yeah, yeah, it's an annual tradition. We get together and mm-hmm. celebrate his birthday. Yeah. So I was talking to you on that birthday occasion about COVID and SARS and stuff and. You in your memory, you re- you were like, "Oh, dude, this is going to be the big one. Like, get right. ready, buckle in. Everyone's coming into yeah. the country." But in my memory of our conversation, <laughs> you were like, "Dude, it's no big deal. Like, <laughs> I saw people like cutting holes in their masks and smoking <laughs> cigarettes, and like, well, that's true. and it's yeah, it's it's all true. like that's part different. of like the communist Chinese <laughs> like propaganda regime. It's coming at us. And so I was. I, I came away from that like, oh, dude, Dilk knows what's up. Like, he was just in Asia. <laughs> I got into an argument with, with my father like that terrible. week because he was like, I think this pandemic is really going to be a like a big deal. And I was like, no, my friend was just in He's- Vietnam. He said it was no big deal. And uh, For anyway. the record, though, I don't think it has been that big of a deal in Vietnam. I don't know how they did it, but they've, they've shut it down. It's because they just get on board. They do. They get on yeah, board. Yeah, and they take it seriously. Yeah, yeah. No, for sure. There's another harder there in general. Yeah, exactly. So, and that's, I think that's really it. It's like, we're just too pampered. We're too far away from, you know, the polio and the yellow fevers and malaria and malaria and, you know, dysentery and all these things. And, and, you know, not to say that Vietnam is some like low level country, but you know, it's a, it's a tropical type country. So they're dealing with diseases all the time well in asia had, had, had plus the, they've had the sars thing. they've had the That's sars right. epidemic right. before and so uh, you could imagine like if in 10 years god forbid we have another sars outbreak in the u.s people are going to be more mm. quick to wear masks and stuff right right i mean <sighs> i will I, at first I yeah, yeah, yeah no for sure you know yeah. what no, I'm saying? definitely so yeah obviously yeah. i'll never say we've learned our lesson yeah yeah <laughs> That's after we've been broken into four countries, though. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. That'll be fine, though. <laughs> I'm happy in this one where we live here in Colorado. Yeah, so uh, we've also got a sponsor this year, again. Our friends at Brooklyn Distillery in Brooklyn, New York, has sent us several bottles of 77 whiskey. And we're drinking a, uh, tonight we're drinking a local rye and corn variety from... Uh, Brooklyn Distilleries. You can get online. You can order it straight from them. Oh, Ooh, that's nice. <laughs> sound, nice guys, sound, sound guy's back. <laughs> <laughs> However, I'm going to come clean. In that uh, we, this is actually take number two of the uh, the taps edition. <laughs> and maybe some of the old, the, the first one will come to light. But uh, hopefully we, not. We got pretty yeah. deep into a bottle of um, of. Uh, 77 whiskey the rye, the rye which was the green label yeah and also uh quite quite strong bottle of whiskey actually 
<laughs> and uh, yeah, some of that will come to light, and, and I'm sure right away you're going to be like, oh man, we really want to hear that, but you really don't. There was a fallen soldier or two. And there was a right. fallen soldier or two, uh, and actually the, the, one of the first taps mentions this year is the death of Steve Dilk's whiskey drinking habits. <laughs> it's done, Brad. Your product's yeah. too good. I took it too deep. Yeah. It's over. <laughs> and though, though Steve loves whiskey. Uh, too much. Maybe too much. <laughs> yeah. He says he's swearing it off for life. That's right. Life. Life. And he's you're turning 34, point. right? 35. Okay, you're 35 years old? That's right. So you got a ways to go in yeah. life. <laughs> that's, that's right. So we'll I think see he'll come he, around. I think he'll come around. Yeah, too. it's true. I mean, how many it's times have you resu- sworn It's a New off, Year's like, resolution or yeah. a revolution, right. shall I say? <laughs> <laughs> I've had that one in the pocket well, this, for two days. <laughs> this, the circumstances were tough. Um, you know, we had just, we had this like delicious whiskey. The, um, our capital had just been stormed. Yeah. You know, it was, all, January 6th. It was we, we were all ready to yeah. just like un- unleash a little bit. So I think yeah. we took it a little too far. Yeah. The episode went off the rails and now we're really quickly try. yeah really? actually yeah. yeah so it's not like it well the end got a little wonky because last year it got a little wonky at the end i just left it all in there and again like you're gonna be like well i want to hear a calus and it's just like you know when your buddy's just like super shit-faced <laughs> and it's like 2 30 in the morning and you're just like over it and you want him to shut the fuck up or you're gonna like smother him with a pillow that's where yeah. it got to so no you don't but it was like it's not entertaining yeah but it was like <laughs> It's like 9.40 p.m. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so it's not like you're missing out on the first part of it. You know, maybe we'll leak some tracks. There from you that. go. Yeah. Um, but about minute 45, I think it's it's already like down down in the, in the dregs. And <laughs> right out of the gate. After the hour mark, then things were really bad. Yeah. And it's uncertain whether this is going to go any better. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> so anyway, true. here you go. This is... <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> Take number three. No. Um, anyway, so off to the Taps they're edition. Go, they're oh, going to have to send more bottles of whiskey next year. Yes. If we oh, yeah, have right. to keep doing more takes. <laughs> no, we're good. Actually, and once again, uh, thank you to Brooklyn Distillery and uh, Brad over there that's a fan of the show. Um, sent me some bottles just out of appreciation a few years ago, and then we started to uh, have this become our official sponsor. Um, no money is, is – uh, there's no transactional – specie passing hands um so it's just, just about whiskey. giving us a cu- few bottles of whiskey in, in return for some love on the enormous cast so he's actually up. lost a customer yeah with gilk. <laughs> his product's too good <laughs> yeah I've, one literally, I've literally tapped out mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you've, been, you've been thinking these up for days yeah i mean I, i'm clear now chris <laughs> You're the next one of the levels. You're another Phaeton yeah, further down. The, exactly. <laughs> is that it? Like a Thedon or what? What's the fucking Scientology? Scientology? Yeah. I don't know, but yeah, I wish I did. It is like a Thaeton, though. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the things that live in you. I think that are inhabiting your body. The Thetons, the inner know. god yeah, or whatever. But yeah, there's yeah. Uh, there's rings or like levels leveled up. You leveled up. You're you're right right behind Tom Cruise. <laughs> Outstanding place to be. That's all it took was like three quarters of a bottle of seventy seven rye. <laughs> I just achieved enlightenment. <laughs> so thanks again, Brad. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, Andrew and I are drinking it tonight, so <clears throat> it's only it's only one guy's tapped out. 
Okay, so uh, let's uh, let's let's get into it. Twenty twenty actually um, was a pretty brutal year for a lot of climbing trends and things. Um, just like it was a brutal year for everyone. And uh, so yeah, you know, starting in March when this thing started to hit the fan, you know, when when old Dilk here was whistling past the graveyard, just spraying sunshine on everybody, <laughs> high fiving everybody, <laughs> hugging. <laughs> um, some things started to go south, and one of the first things that that was uh, was taken down this year, um, and and some of all these things, hopefully many of them will be resurrected. But the Olympics, we were we were uh, in January six last year. We were a freight train just like barreling towards the Olympics. There were climbing gyms opening like a two a day. There was more climbing gyms opening than podcast starting, which is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> that switched in March when everybody fucking started a podcast. Like, oh, I'm stuck at home. Literally, the blue Yeti blue microphone, the like standard that sold, sold out. out, sold yeah. out for yeah. months. The actually. trends of the two, yeah, were exactly. Yeah, it's inverse. <laughs> yeah, on the graph. Well, actually, the real trend inverse was was uh, hangboard videos. Those went oh, up man. as the gyms closed. Um, but yeah, the Olympics got taken out, which uh, apparently is going to resurrect. But you, Andrew and I got some information about that uh, today, even talking to um, Natalie Berry. Natalie Berry over in uh, of UKC Climbing. What her predictions were about the Olympics is are a little shaky. I just assumed. Based on the rosy picture around the vaccine that we'd be Olympicking um, this August, um, but that's starting to fall apart a little bit. Well, let's not let's not taps out the no. 2021 Olympics no, just yet. But yet. yeah, the 2020 Olympics has got kiboshed, and uh, it was a bummer. You know, you just have to imagine the how frustrating that is for the athletes to have put on hold all of their life and you know basically just training the gym for the year preceding that to have a stupid pandemic just you know ruin their plans like i i just feel terrible for them and and even the the fact that they're just delaying it a year you know obviously this is uncertain still but that still sucks too because that's like two years of your life that you just have to be in the zone thinking about trying to win yeah and it's pretty unprecedented where you have to like you know even by even by march certainly by march you know, you had a plan, like, here's how my training is going to go, and this is going to be rest, and then peak, and then, you know, you were already all set up in this ritual, and then it just, what do you now do for an uncertain whole year? You know, right. do you stop? Do you just keep repeating cycles? And then I think the mental game of trying to stay stoked, you know, even now when, you know, nobody's coming to you and saying, like... Oh yeah, hundred percent. We're doing it in August. Right. Everybody's like, "Yeah, we're hoping there may be crowds there. There may not. We may be online. You know, all these sorts of things." And just like keeping the mental psych up will be really interesting to see who, you know, kind of lasts from who was chosen. Because I think it's all the all the qualifiers are going to remain the same, right? I would guess. Yeah, yeah, they're all everybody's the in same, that yeah. was in as exactly. long as they don't injure themselves, which is a whole nother game, right? Which is crazy, too, if you think about the fact that, like, you qualified for some of these people three years ago from wow, when the event's right. going to be, like... So this is a lifetime in it's that a lifetime, kind of athletic, totally. like, achievement. Yeah, so the intel we got from our friend Natalie today was that maybe there might not be a crowd, right. which would be 
a real i don't know i I, like i imagine that's a bummer if you're a comp Mm -hmm. climber and you feed off the crowd's Mm -hmm. energy and stuff like we've seen that in major league sporting events where they are putting literal cardboard cutouts of goofy people in like you know yankees hats and stadiums and stuff so it's interesting though my my favorite guys over at the the hang up and listen podcast at least one of those guys liked the nba season better without the crowds yeah okay because it's like you just concentrated on the basketball and the coverage very much more concentrated on just the basketball and uh there wasn't all that you know music and noise and stuff but the contrast to that is our friend chris parker who went to the world cup a couple years ago now in uh austria just talked about how you know he went there like skeptical about whether he was going to enjoy himself not being like that interested in indoor climbing but he had a amazing time because of that part of it right so yeah it should be should be interesting but you know obviously the olympics will be resurrected you know whether they're a zombie or not that torch can't go out no do you think the corporate torch (laughs) Torch. sponsored by nike (laughs) torch I was going to I was going <laughs> to <The> Adidas torch. <laughs> I was going to say do you think that we could get cardboard cutouts of ourselves? Oh my god. At the, if, like in the in the media booth. Either way we got to do that. Yeah. Somebody who's going to the Olympics next year, you got to get in touch and bring our cardboard That'd cutouts. Be incredible. Just with incredible. like a run out or a, a Norma cast from slash run out press badge. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Just like be flat Chris and flat Andrew. <laughs> Flat dill. <laughs> Very flat. I mean, it's, you're not exactly that thick to begin with, no. to be honest. <laughs> flat dilk. <laughs> All right. Somebody take care of us next year. Um, people email me and are like, you should do the commentating. I'm like, no, this is not. That's not my game. The spontaneous commentation is not my comment. Commentary is not my game. Although but Flat Calus, Flat Calus, yeah, he'd be probably more interesting than the normal <laughs> or, or normal cast. Well, one thing with the Olympics, like uh, more of a trend thing that I wanted to talk about with more of a dying trend is this idea that you can uh, you can be a great outdoor climber and a great indoor mm. climber, which is at least in the United States has been the tradition. I think a little less so in a lot of ways in Europe. And maybe that's why we sort of lag a little bit is because our, our athletes want to do both. But, you know, we've got like Sharma was a great one of our great competitors and also a great outdoor climber. Tommy Caldwell in his day was a great competitor. But simultaneously, not, not people who've gone on to be outdoor climbers, but simultaneously. I mean, there's not that many left, it seems like. And that was interesting to me when I started paying attention to outdoor climb or indoor climbing. It's like... I was like, who are all these people? Mm-hmm. And everybody's like, no, that guy's this and that guy's that. And we love him. And especially the Japanese. I mean, they've, they've cornered the market on like not climbing outdoors. Right. So to speak. So, right. Um, I mean, Andra's still in the mix. But again, going to, to Natalie's intel, she didn't have him on top anymore. Well, it's, yeah, it's interesting because there was this like idea that had any of these competition climbers who we all understand to be the strongest you know, dark horses in the world, you know, if they were to just apply themselves to real rock, they would be able to do exceptional things that we've never seen. But for the fact that they have to train all the time, cause they're just right. psyched on the comp scene. And yep. so that was kind of this like trope or, you know, just like this cliche to say that, but it's kind of been maybe proven false in a way in 2020, because you have to imagine that you know, when they got the news that the Olympics are not going to be around for another year, 
you know, that's like time to just be like, okay, maybe it's time to go outside and like do some nine A pluses. And it doesn't seem like anyone did that. Not any one no. of the pool, like that's waiting for the Olympics. Yeah. Right. Like no one, like, yeah. Uh, Tomoa and like all those Japanese climbers, like they didn't go and like do as far as I know, I, right. I, I could be wrong about that and apologies if I am, but it doesn't, it just, yeah, it didn't seem like there was that drive at all or right. interest. It was right. like, okay, that's cool. We don't have to train for the Olympics until January now. So we're just going to, you know, just do normal training in the yeah, gym. I wonder though. I mean, they, that's what I'm saying is like to, to fall into this, like waiting training pat, like what do you do? You know, do you just try to like... They, they train for the training. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I mean, that's kind of the game is like, well, what happens if I just stop? I don't... I, I bet you most people were like, I can Then you start a podcast. Yeah, you start a podcast, which is um, Adam Andres' podcast would destroy us. <laughs> don't start a podcast, Adam. I'm not worried about if, if uh, Honold starts a podcast. <laughs> not a problem there. <laughs> just silence in the wind. We challenge like, I just you, climbed El Cap 50 times. You're like, cool. It's like an hour and a half podcast. Just quiet. <laughs> um, I'm still kind of stuck on the idea of like flat Calouse in, <laughs> in front of the speed climbing. Yeah. And like they, they're like, God, this is a terrible sporting event. Just zoom in on that guy, on that, on that yeah. cutout. And it's just Calusa's face staring up. Like, yeah, well, it's basically like, we should get a imagine? picture of me on Golden Gate <laughs> when I was just like fucking terrified just, and like, over, like on day seven. Totally. Yeah. Then it'd just be like, God, that guy's really not having a good that time. He's not having a good time. <laughs> Boom mic like falls off, cuts, cuts the cardboard thing in half. <laughs> they're like, this is the worst. <laughs> But are the Russians a band from the Olympics because of their shenanigans? And they wasn't the speed so. climber yeah, dude? Is so. he a Russian or is he Uzbekistani? Um, oh, the the speed climber. Yeah, because um, wasn't that the big? No, is is he Iranian? Uh, maybe Iranian. Yeah, yeah, but there was or, no. Forgive me for. He's no, no, from no, some part of that world. Yeah. I, I might be fucking that up. I don't. Did think any of those guys qualify though? Like the true speed demons? Wasn't that one of our criticisms yeah. of the thing? Um. Oh, I don't know because they can't. That's a good point. I don't actually don't know who's in the Olympics. I don't think. Okay. Yeah. That, that's it was an aside. A, I apologize. That's been a criticism yeah. of the format. That's right. Is a, that the true speed demons can't make it because you have to qualify in all of them, uh, and they get huh. so destroyed right in everything in else. the bouldering and the sport climbing that, and that's one of the criticisms is like it's not an actual representation of the best because the best right. speed climbers aren't gonna aren't qualified. Hmm. Because they're just pure speed specialists. That's it. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I doubt that the the lion, he's like the lion, the Iranian guy, whatever his name is. We've talked about him before. And we yeah. Didn't, we didn't. It's a hard name to pronounce too. But yeah. Um. Anyhow, I, Flat Calus knows his name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Flat Calus will be out because he'll he do an autograph. Of research. <laughs> Flat Calus is way better at, than Thick Calus at research. <laughs> um. The Everest season was also uh, put down for the year, which probably is a good thing. Let that baby rest. A Did anyone bit. climb Everest this year at all? Unless it or happened, the Chinese trying to get in from their side. I think the Chinese might have gotten. I'm, I'm sure, sure. They, they, in. they don't give a shit. Yeah. Yeah. No, fuck no. Yeah, but it's a shame because I mean, obviously, climbers and these guides, you know, it's kind of like a lot of other industries within climbing. They don't have a a year of reserves just to chill. 
Although mm-hmm. a lot of them guide here in the States or guide elsewhere, but um, it's a big loss of money, but it's also, you know, obviously it's a big loss of income for the, for the locals yeah, and the totally. Sherpa and, for sure. and all that. So it's, it, you know, there's a part of me that's like, God, give that mountain a rest, you know, like let some of the garbage get some snow on top of it. <laughs> But then there's this other part of it that's a bummer because these it's guys depend on it. I, I wrote a piece for National Geographic earlier this year about the Everest season closing down and just the worries about the Kumbu being this like hotbed of COVID spread. And it was interesting because in the months after I wrote that, there was almost no COVID reported in the Kumbu or in Nepal. Right. They had like Whoa. zero numbers. Yeah. I don't know if that was bullshit or not, right. or they just weren't counting them. That's what everyone presumed. But it was only until like this last month or two that they were just like, we're fucked from COVID oh, basically. Bummer. Yeah. Yeah. They finally Shit. caught out with them because it, people, I don't I'm know. telling you, dude, it, it, it was either always yeah. there and they just admitted it. I don't know. It's right. like the Nepali government's like right. got some weird stuff going on with that yeah. kind of thing. But of well, with tourism and everything. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, but, but I mean, yeah, I would imagine like, like shutting down all that trekking and all the, I mean, cause it wasn't just Everest. They right. shut the whole thing down that, you know, these people living up in these vi- villages are normally extremely isolated. So well, they're isolated, but then they get this like mass of traffic of people from all over right. the world. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but shutting it down yeah, yeah. would have kept, kept it out of there. Right. Yeah. And yeah. It's probably that it trickled in. Right. Just like everything else, this thing opened up and it trickled in and then it blew up. Yeah, that Because makes of sense. the sanitation. Totally. That you makes know, sense. The same kind of thing in the, in the uh, like the Navajo lands here where they just don't have water and sanitation the way right. you need to, to keep it from moving about. So, so um, the other thing that, that definitely got a beat down this year was the festival scene. Um, the last one I know of was Ure, which we right. attended. Uh, my, mm. None of us, not the three of us, but myself and, and our other entourage member, Simon <laughs> Longacre, as well as Brandy. Ah, uh, yes. Brandy went down. Um, yeah, that was kind of the last one. That was in, in late January or early February, and maybe the Bozeman one went off probably too, and then the, all the summer ones, they, they limped them along yeah, they and, and kept pushing them back and pushing them back. and. Um, Lander was pushed back into August and then they just said, forget it. We can't pull this thing off. So do we want to just like, like those three things right there, do we want to give predictions on whether they're going to come back? Like the festivals, the Everest climbing season. Oh yeah. 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 They're all coming back. All coming back. Yeah. You think so? Yeah, for sure. Don't you think? I don't know. Are festivals coming back in the same level? Like, I feel like a lot of those are just like these fragile businesses, the might may or may not survive uh, i don't know there there's i mean the ure is trying to do it anyway yeah they're trying to do a, a virtual, virtual one which yeah fuck that, yeah, fuck yeah. that is, i mean good, ha, flat, good flat dilk will be watching to get it to, flat dilk will be watching yeah, that one exactly so, <laughs> Jesus. So, so thick dilk could go out and do something more interesting exactly <laughs> like anything shoveling the driveway <laughs> We, Zoom, we, Zoom needs to come out with a flat, a flat filter. I mean, how do people not have this already? Where you just turn it's your genius. head and drink water, and you're like, <laughs> exactly. you're, you disappear, and the, 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 you're too, you know, the it's third like those dimension. glasses with the eyes open that you would wear when you're trying to sleep. <laughs> that's weird. Because this is that's gold. A, that's actually that. Isn't that in Infinite Jest? Have you guys read Infinite Jest? I have Fuck not. No. I mean, I haven't read it all, but I think there's a whole thing about that in Infinite Jest. Perfect. I think that's in Infinite Jess. So somebody write in. I know there's some Infinite Jess people out there that are yeah, have more stamina than Oof. I do. It's oh, a daddy. thick one. Yeah. So anyway, but yeah. 
There's a lot of uses for these these cardboard cutouts that we're talking about. Um, but yeah, every season for sure. I mean, as soon yeah. as it's, I mean, it'll be back. Yo, yeah. Nepal can't. I mean, it's like such a big part of their economy. Yeah, got to bang it out for sure. Festivals. I mean, you're you're the one on on uh, on the run out that predicted the orgies that it was the Roaring Twenties. It's true. Doesn't that mm. fit into it? The right. festivals. Like, yeah, maybe. maybe the festivals are going to be like off. We're going to get righteous again. Righteous yeah. festivals. Right. Yeah, because some of them are a little long in the tooth. Sure. We we go to them. Yes. And we can watch the trends. And, yeah. you know, there's years when you're just like, man, this uh, thing doesn't, doesn't never, have the it's no spark. Yeah. Yeah. So, the vim. Yeah. And the vigor. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe they'll they'll be like the most amazing festivals, the festival we've always wanted. Right. So. It was like the videos of New Zealand when they killed COVID and the, everyone was at the pub. Right. That would be, I imagine, the equivalent yeah. of yeah. the festival. Well, one festival I think might not come back is the trade show. Oh. Yeah. yeah. I think that that's a bit had its, um, death has had its name for a long time. Yeah, yeah, and for it's, sure. And the it's, Reaper's been Yeah, looming. the Reaper's been looming over the trade show for a long time. It's just kind of felt obsolete mm-hmm. for a lot of reasons. And, and, and now there's just too much handshaking. Well, people are figuring out a way to do it without it, right. which they've always done anyway. Right, and right. it's just like, I think that business has just been destroyed by having no fat, uh, trade shows for a year now. Yeah. And they'll, they, yeah, it's like, well, what did we do for the last year? We didn't yeah. go to a trade show, which is a bummer. Um, I like the trade show. I've talked about it a lot on the Norman Cats. It's been really useful to me um, when I would do in-person interviews, speaking of a TAPS thing, whether the in-person the all in-person interview comes back in the Enormacast remains to be seen as well. Um, I don't think it will. You don't think that the that the Denver Pavilion is filled with cardboard <laughs> flat cutouts of everyone in their That'll be it. They'll try to have one more, and then everyone will just send their flat self. That's exactly like, what's going to happen. Exactly. It'll just be like completely silent other than like the elevator piped in music, and just like, fuck that and that would be the only, like an incredible art piece. Because yeah. it, it really, like, would, there's a lot to say about the, the, the fucking trade show in that art piece. That, if it was just That is a Jeff, Jeff Koons art piece installation <laughs> totally. in Denver this year. <laughs> That's You heard it here first. We got to do a fundraiser, a GoFundMe to do this art piece. I mean, how many millions does it take to rent out the convention center? Not enough to not do it. Yeah, I know. And then printing wouldn't be that big a deal. No. Yeah. So everybody has to just like download themselves to us and then we'll print out a flat version of them. (laughs) And we'll have this like crazy ass convention with flat people. And the only way you can get in is if A, you're on acid. (laughs) B, you get like a a walkie talkie or like headpiece that like, it's like one of those museum things where Mm -hmm. you like get to an installation and you press the the code. Totally. and it tells this you about the like North Face booth. Yeah, the new in 1979. <laughs> North Face was born from <laughs> the little like wand. That That's right, around. exactly. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is. Are you guys? Is, uh, yeah, is Kenji listening? I mean, this is. You know, this, this is the is future. A, yeah, this is the future of trade shows. <laughs> the flat trade show. <laughs> you need no security. Right. It's like those people don't get out. No of more hand. free socks. Yeah. Put those away. <laughs> Another thing that took a huge hit and and obviously is not dead, but 
is sort of staggering around with like you know a shotgun blast to one arm kind of zombie style is our climbing gyms mm-hmm. climbing gyms took a, a brutal hit some of them are gone and you know if you're if your local community climbing gym bit the dust um you know our our condolences ours i think was you know was definitely wobbling towards the grave it's open now and still not Fabrizio solid, ca- kept it going but uh yeah. yeah and that's just the thing is like they're open at shorter capacity so they could this is not the end of of the troubles for the climbing gyms yeah for sure for months yeah. i feel like it w- i made that joke at the beginning of the show it was a, a little like i was kind of astounded at the amount of climbing gyms and i think there was maybe like a bit of sort of a bubble um a classic sort of bubble everybody wanted on board um so maybe it was going to slow down one way or the other but the loss of like the the privately owned uh local climbing gym and i know there's been some that um especially in the east coast that have gone is a total drag because those are usually the pulse of of the local climbing community do you think that I mean, like this virus could be here for a while. Mm-hmm. And do you think that there's like, imagine 2022 where climbing gyms are open full capacity, but you just have to wear a mask. Mm-hmm. Is that, do you think that's going to, that could be a reality? It right? could be. Yeah. And do you think that people are going to sign on to the gym with the same enthusiasm as before? That kind of thing would, would lop off the, like this kind of, you know, huge curve they were on right. with, you know, because the the big trend in, in climbing gyms over the long view is the fact that, you know, climbing gyms originally were, were originally, originally training centers for climbers. And it was only when these idiots realized that you got to bring in new people if you want to have a decent business model that we created the modern climbing gym. And the modern climbing gym is all about new people bringing them into climbing right you know right special deals classes get in here try it out check it out it's really fun have a birthday party i mean i've climb a 510 yeah (laughs) (laughs) a what (laughs) Um, but i mean i've I've, uh, now that i've been at the enormacast for so long i've interviewed a bunch of really great professional and and climbers that they they literally went to a birthday party the late great brad gobright Fucking went to a birthday, birthday party, party. At, wow. at, a, at a gym I used to work at in Costa Mesa. Um, even in the year, I might even have been there, literally. You know, we sort of like figured the timeline out. So, yeah, I mean, that whole trend, I think, would be like people would be a little who don't already love climbing. Like, it'll take a little spark out of the, well, this looks awesome. Oh, wait, you got to go do a physical thing with masks on. Mm-hmm. So, I just hope it, I mean, that's not the case, you know, Yeah, the mask thing. I've been climbing in the mask in the gym, mm-hmm. and I don't know what I do with my face and chin while I'm climbing, but the fucking thing ends up over my eyes <laughs> every time. Mm. So I'm on the top of the wall, which I'm scared of anyway, even though it's a bowling gym. <laughs> the and, I, hard. and the mask on my face. <laughs> yeah. So it's, uh, I don't know. So, I mean, I don't mind the breathing part of it. It's not super aerobic, but I don't know. I got to get a better mask, I think, is all. <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah, mask. Can you imagine? I mean, it's all just part of our lives now. Yeah. It's like wearing underwear. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's weird. It's really weird. Yeah, I know. Do you still forget them when you go into the store? You're like, ah, I don't have one. You know what I figured out is that that pocket, the breast pocket that's on all outdoor gear that I've never used. Uh, I don't know what it's for. You don't put pens in there? No. What do you need a pen for? Writing. 
when you're outside. Oh, maybe not right outside, right. but yeah. But that's a great place to put your mask. So mm-hmm. like all my jackets seem to now have like oh. like a beat up, crusty, freaking mask. Yeah. In, if you have like the disposable mm-hmm. ones, that's what I did. I just yeah. threw one. In They're just everywhere. Yeah. So anyway, masks. Um, high fives. Dead. Gone. I don't think they'll ever come back. No, they're coming back. You think shaking hands is coming back? Yeah, definitely. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just yeah. People are gonna. As soon as it's cleared up, I do think. I don't know. Yeah, I th- I, I, did high fives even really go away? I mean, I feel like they made a temporary departure from climbing, and then people were high fiving. It's like again. Fist, fist pump. High yeah, but five. I've been elbow. I feel bumping. like high five went Don't down. you think the elbow, elbow bump is the thing now? You have, you have, when was the last time you elbow bumped? Pretty recently. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. You say goodbye with the elbow. Yeah, and you're not sure when you're not sure of the status of the other person. Right. Elbow. That's what I do. And that's my default. I'm yeah, just like, elbow. Oh. Yeah. You kind of look like a virus-ridden dirtbag <laughs> elbow. <laughs> it's true. Well, I'm just, I may or may not be uh, right, positive. Well, are people high-fiving still? That's another listener question. Yeah. Yeah. Because I high-fived a guy the week before the lockdown, and I got in touch with him. Uh, we ended up getting in touch, and I apologized for high-fiving. Because mm-hmm. it was right when we were Curtis. down in the North Washington. It was right when it was like... <laughs> The, the, the writing was on the wall. Yeah. So, and I accidentally like high fived him. I mean, I'm, it was me. I initiated it, and he he uh, high fived me, sort of like, uh oh. You sense the hesitancy. Oh yeah, hesitancy. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I've I've never been a fan of high fiving in general. Okay. Uh, um, so yeah, yeah, this is a good one. For yeah. You. So this is. is fine yep. for me to if that goes away. But I <laughs> I uh, I gotta say the the thing that the more important thing is just the lack of like. Uh, connection or like um, emotion that you can express to strangers. Yeah. Like if you're yes. wearing a mask and totally. you can't smile at them and, yep. or you meet someone new and they're like, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm from here and you're like, Oh, I'm from there too. And then you can't connect in a way that just feels meaningful. Sure. It's just right. like, yeah, I don't know. So I feel like that is going to, I mean, that's obviously was dead this last year. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think that's going to come back in a big way in some way. Yeah, right. Hopefully not in high fives because I, mean, I we just need have each a other. thing like, against that. But will you be using COVID for the next fifty years to to not do high fives? You're like, yo, I may have COVID. You're like, what's that? And you're like, it's a I mean, thing. I've been using it's it all year to stay from like fifty yeah, years no, ago. So COVID fifty. <laughs> you're no, just like, I, I still got not, it. I still got it. No high fives. Let's not get this thing started again. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> no, I have been using COVID though. For I mean, it's been nice to like you know, decline invitations to do things. Absolutely. <laughs> it's the greatest. Yeah. It's just like, oh, sorry, mom, can't home, come home for Christmas. That's right. Um, got the Rona. Got the Rona. <laughs> right. Although my mom got the Rona. She's fine. Uh, another thing that we have to bring up, and I don't like to do a ton of obituaries on this yeah. because it's mostly tongue-in-cheek. Actually, it's all tongue-in-cheek. But Joe Brown passed away this year, the great old British climber. That's right. Um, from the years, the 50s and the 60s and the... The, the hard the years. hard years. Yeah. That's right. And so um, the reason I bring that up is because uh, Steve Dilk and I actually pronounced Mr. Brown dead um, already. Right. Um, a little I, early. Either last year or the year before even, maybe. I think it was last year. Okay. Yeah. So um, we just assumed he was dead, and um, he wasn't. He was still alive. We heard from UK listeners letting us know that we were he was in error. fact alive. We apologized. I apologized yep. on air. Yeah. It was actually when he heard that episode that he died. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck them. <laughs> I'm still... <laughs> Papa. Um, actually, no, his kids, I'm sure, are in their 60s if he has them. Yeah. Anyhow, so our apologies uh, to Joe Brown for 
prematurely calling his death and our our condolences to his family and his admirers. And there were a great many admirers of Joe Brown. So uh, Joe Brown did pass this year. But I'll tell you what. I believe he was 89 years old and uh, had lived an extraordinary life um, to be envied, uh, to live that long and uh, to be admired in the way he was. And uh, his legacy lives on. His legacy does live on here on the Enormacast if nowhere else. (laughs) To you, Mr. Brown. Cheers. Cheers. Um, finally, uh, Dilk's single life as well as his whiskey, uh, <laughs> not correlated though. Yeah. So ladies, <laughs> I got bad news for you. The Dilksters. It's out of the game. Out of the game. He's engaged, uh, to be married. Although that's, right. that's, that's only halfway there. And weddings, I think are a victim of COVID. So yeah. So. I'm off the hook. Long live COVID. <laughs> <laughs> Does Julia listen to the show? I hope not. <laughs> it's already shaky whether you could even come tonight. That's right. <laughs> um, anyway, so yeah. Uh, sorry, ladies. Uh, although I, I believe Flat Dilk is still available. He is. For now. <laughs> Perhaps Flat Sasha DeJulian is available. Flat Dilk takes all, all comers, I think. Okay. Awesome. Um, and, the, and, and one last uh, 2020 mention is uh, something that that sprang to life and then was killed. Mm, like right. it, it was basically killed by the mob. Uh, <laughs> not the mob, like the mafia mob, but a mob. Just weeks after, it's, it's sprang to, to life, at least in our imagination. And that was the, the monolith. The monolith out in the Utah desert. Killed by the mob. Killed right. by the mob. We've Which no is trace. also how you pronounce Moab in some <laughs> circles. <laughs> some circles <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the reason that's a climbing story is because uh, if, if anybody figured out where it was, it was actually just north of Indian Creek. That's right. And um, the way to access it was to drive out um, and turn uh, over by Hamburger Rocks, I believe. There's a couple different ways. Actually, you could also go out past the wall in Indian Creek and just keep on driving on that road. Um, to head up towards Lockhart Basin where it was located. Um, right there by Indian Creek. And I don't know if any climbers ever were able to get up there in time because it was discovered. And yeah. within... I saw Craig Child went up there. Oh, yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. I would yeah. have liked to have seen it. I, I, we I all talked beautiful. about that. Yeah. 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 So we were all bummed, I think, that it was gone before we could make our. It, we would have held the TAPS edition out there, actually. Yeah. 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 We'd be there. Place right of power, now. for yeah, sure. Totally. It was, you know, there was people, there was a, f- a flock of pilgrims uh, going to pay homage to the, to the, uh, to the monolith. And then um, sketchy Andy Lewis and a crew uh, from Moab decided that it was too much and went and tore it down. And I don't know, did they give it to the BLM or something or is it? I think it's still in limbo, but yeah, yeah it's eventually going to the BLM. Yeah. And they, <laughs> they gave some sort of vague notions of uh of no leave no trace you know people trashing that part of the desert as their as their reasoning for doing it i can talk about my thoughts about that but i i've i spelled it out a bit on 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 a final bit for the run out and mm-hmm. also posted that on evening sends and i don't know how much we want to get into no, that. you no. can read my thoughts about that but yeah, but yeah I, I was i just thought it was like it was a really cool thing. It was like one of the bright spots of 2020 in terms of just like mainstream news that you heard. And, uh, it was just this mysterious, cool thing that I thought was cool, but people can't handle cool shit. They like wreck, 
the environment going to see the cool shit or they take it away so that no mm-hmm. one else can enjoy it. And so there was like a moment of just like a bright spot in the shit that was 2020. That and, was then turned to shit. And then too. it was right. turned to shit too. Yeah. 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 So yeah. Thanks everyone for, <laughs> for that. Is another monolith on the way though? Who knows? Right. Yeah. Who knows? Well, and, and I think that like for me talking about your bright spot in it, it still goes back to the fact that, it was no hype. Whoever fucking put yeah, that no. thing there still remains anonymous. Yeah. That's they didn't why there put could be there. no other monolith. Right. right. Okay. I they put it there. That. They didn't post it on Instagram. I mean, copycat immediately. It, it's yeah. been there since at least uh, around 2016. I think people yeah. check Google Earth At least records. four or five years. Yeah. yeah. Just sitting there with no hype. Not yeah. a single... I mean... In this day and age, like not a single peep leaked out about yeah. this thing out in the desert. That's what's so intriguing it's about so it. Awesome. I agree. Yeah. yeah, I agree. It's like this complete rebuttal against social media. Right. Is basically, and then social media basically killed it. Yep. I mean, <laughs> is that's that a good point. Fun? I didn't it's really think about perfect. it that way, but yeah, yeah, yeah totally. that's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. R.I.P. Monolith. Yeah. R.I.P. Yep. Monolith. Totally. Oh. R.I.P. People doing stuff for no accolades. Yeah, that's yeah, the other thing that's absolutely. gone too. Um, that can lead us into some other other tangible topics that we can get into totally (laughs) i don't know there's probably a bunch of other stuff that was that was put down in 2020 that may come back climbing trend wise but we're we're glad to see it go 2020 yeah fuck you 2020 definitely and hopefully 2021 we'll see the resurrection of several of these things um that we'll miss if they're gone for good once it starts on January 20th. Yeah, right. exactly. Jesus Christ. <laughs> We're like in the 2020 hangover right now. <laughs> All right. So things that I've sort of put on my list as stuff that's that's been, been uh, it's maybe accelerated this year, but I think have been dying a slow death for quite some time. And in fact, looking at this just this very moment, it reminds me that episode two of the a Norma cast was um, take your secret crag and shove it. Mm. Mm. And it was about secret crags right. and this idea of like building these climbing areas and, and not telling anybody about them. Yep. So you can keep them all to yourself. It was a mixed bag, but I think my final assertion was that it kind of sucked because you, you know, certainly if you, if that's the only place you ever climb, then good on you. But as soon as you go to someone else's climbing area, whether it's publicized or not, it's not fair that you're sort of using those resources and mucking up that scene with your presence without like sharing the goods. So if you truly are some myth and misanthrope that's out there by yourself at your secret crag, then great. But you know, like I said, you got to sort of share. That was my assessment then, but I might've changed that a little bit. How have you changed? Well, because I think one of the things that's dying and especially with the influx of outdoor users this year is your secret place. Like your, out-of-the-way zone that only you and a few of your friends knew about and it you know in your estimation it was too far off the beaten path for anybody else to get there and you know it's always been like if you don't like the crags if you don't like the crowding of the crags just walk a little further and i think that's like less and less and less true Mm, interesting not related to like 2020 or covid although 2020 maybe accelerated it because so many people were in the backcountry this year it it maybe became a little more apparent but i think it's been ongoing well i would 
protest or just like contest the the notion that people really just want to have a secret crag to begin with yeah it's like a temporary thing like they only want to have a secret crag until they can do the roots that they can do mm-hmm. and then yeah. they want everyone to come and look at it and see how great they are as people for and sure like give them <laughs> accolades and write guidebooks about them and all of that and so maybe what's changed is that all of the secret crags are now at the stage of being in the they're in the phase of now it's time for the crowds to come and give praise to the give praise be to the, yeah. the first ascensionists. Or like, do you think it's the mentality of just keeping something to yourself is dying? These are all contributing factors. Yeah. I mean, obviously, yeah. social media is. Right. Um, I mean, I like. I'll just say that. I mean, I find out about places and I get intrigued by things. Uh, seeing them on social media all the time. Yeah, you know, like yeah. where is that? That is so sick looking, you know, and that was a thing that happened from the magazines. I mean, this is like the the same sort of trail that we've been talking about elsewhere that used to be the magazines and, um, you know, or the, the Alpine journal was a big one. Right. right? But the fact that it's, you know, all that stuff is accelerated in accessibility and everything else, you know, it's, it's not like I'm saying that I'm like above it all or immune to it. I'm part of it. Like I want to go to these faraway places and, and, and find them and check them out. I mean, I'm not going to anymore probably, but I can feel that pull. But I mean, even like the secret crag thing isn't quite the same thing as, you know, having that place, even a, 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 a climbing area that has fallen out of fashion and you show up and you're like the only one there. Mm-hmm. I think even that's like just disappearing Yeah, because of, more climbers, which was a trend that was happening before 2020, certainly. 2020 accelerated, like I said, all the people out there. And then social media certainly is contributing at a thousand percent. Like, you, I mean, I can't keep my mouth shut either, you know? <laughs> like, I'll just say, like, you know, it's that's like, why you have a podcast. Well, yeah. I mean, it, harsh, I mean, that's totally true. But also, like, the North Wash down in, in, in southern Utah is, like, this kind of alternate Indian Creek-type yeah. zone. Um, certainly not as good. And I've been going there for years. But then, I, you know, it's like I started talking about my project that I had there last year. I talked about it on the run out. I'm talking about it here right now. It's like I can't keep my mouth shut either, you know? Yeah. And a lot of the fears about, like, the North Wash and your project being overrun with, like, people, it, it ends up being, like, totally unfounded. Totally. Because people just want to go to the normal places right. for the most part. But, yeah, it is funny. Like, I, I have noticed, you know, certain captions and various media. It'll be like, you know, blah, 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 pro climber climbing some 13 or 14 or whatever on a wall somewhere in the Nevada desert. Yeah. You know, uh, it's like a little bit just well, like, there's crags up. In it's Salt like a little, it's they're a, all cagey about. Yeah. It's like are. a little cagey, but mm-hmm. it's like, you're still posting it on social media to like hundreds. Yeah. Of but that used to people. happen in the magazines. Remember? Same thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. The caption was like the Colorado plateau. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, you know, hundreds yeah. of thousands. It's just like, what's miles. the name of the crag where yeah, just, just yeah. tell us where yeah. the fuck it is or don't, or don't print the picture. Right. Right. That was the thing. It's like, Either be the, the be the guy, but you know those guys existed and still exist. Who 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 literally like went out, climbed shit, and didn't want to talk about it at all, and are still and are now pissed where people are like climbing their roots and renaming them, or like <laughs> you know, or, or advertising them. Um, I mean, I've encountered it in the creek certainly, and so it's like. Well, just to go back they to the, mon- the yeah. monolith analogy, like there is, there was this experience at one point of going 
like just hiking through the, the you know the San Rafael Swell or something like that, mm-hmm. and being like, "Whoa, there's a bolt up there!" Yeah. You know, it's like a, a tiny monolith right there. It's like you stumble yeah. upon a tiny little a little thing where it's like, "Huh, someone's been here." I don't know who it is. I can't find any information about it, but someone was up there doing something. I guess that's why one of the reasons I like the monolith. Mm-hmm. I don't want to draw us back into that conversation, <laughs> but to just talk, just to speak to that mentality of being the lone person establishing art out in the middle of the desert in nowhere right. lands and not telling anyone about it, not putting it on mountain project and truly like keeping it a secret crag is, yeah, I think that's, that's gone. That's done. Like nobody does that anymore. No, certainly a trend that's dying. Yeah, I would agree. And I think probably there's, if you're a backcountry skier and you're a hiker or yeah. a canyon person, like you're all just like nodding your head, like, oh yeah, I used to have this stone where no one was ever there. Yeah. And it's like, I couldn't keep my mouth shut. I posted some pictures and you know, like it's now there's people there not because you posted pictures, but just all the different factors that have come into yeah. it. Without that question. have led us here to where the, I mean, the outdoor industry is certainly culpable, you know, because they want more people out there and they want to sell more gear. And it's just been this relentless trend that usually we're like, oh, it's great. And everybody's included. And then when you get to your place and there's like <laughs> six RVs with their generators running, you're just like, oh, maybe we didn't want to include these people. Yeah. Secret crags are dead. Secret nope. crags are dead. Dead. Someone's be like, no, they're not. No, they're going to tell me one. where they're Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then I'm going to talk about the enormous cast. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Next time they walk out to their secret crags, you're going to see flat calluses like and flat toaks <laughs> and flat bush rats. It's like calluses here. <laughs> right. That's going to be my little calling card. That or I was going to market mini monoliths now that you brought it up. <laughs> just leave a mini just a monolith <laughs> just so people know I was there. The toboggan yeah. chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not toboggan it's uh toblerone there you go what you're thinking yeah. of yeah, the toblerone <laughs> close enough to toboggan With for me toboggan chocolate yeah. should be called toboggan um another big trend i don't think this has anything to do with 2020 actually so we can get off that wagon for a minute is the death of pure hard ground up climbing the idea that there's no previewing to the climb that you leave the ground climb to the top if you fail you come down you don't go back you've you've desecrated the route it's done or you do you come down and you and you try again some other time but this idea that approaching a difficult especially first ascent ground up um i think is is on its way out yes i would agree mostly 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 yeah the caveat of andra well, yeah, I think there's this caveat of how people like, I, yeah, Andre's climb of the Donwall comes to mind where he, you know, went up the Donwall the first time from the ground up and he didn't, he freed a lot of it, like yeah. an impressive amount, but he didn't obviously do all of it, but it was just important for him to do that style first. Right. Um, in general, I would say. I think the idea of like doing like trad climbing ground up, especially really cutting edge, hard trad climbing is like always been a little bit of a myth or at least since the, you know, end of the eighties, it's been a a myth for 30 years. Mm -hmm. Uh, Basically since sport climbing tactics have just made a lot more sense to people. But I think the, I think the thing that you're getting at Chris, and I was thinking about this because we talked about this in our first take where where this, we kind of went off the rails. Yeah. It got way off the rails. But I think what, 
I think what you're really saying, and you can correct me if actually, I'm wrong. I think I look, that was a part where I looked over and Steve's eyes were actually closed and he was on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> it was a riveting, riveting episode. Riveting. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to say that what I think you were really saying is that the style of ascent matters so much less now. Yeah, like, it's it's a bit of that for sure. It's not it's not exclusively the ground up thing, although that isn't a part of it. It's the how how roots get done nobody seems to care about that in right. general yeah so i would i guess i would the the specificity of the ground up thing with like threw me off because i feel like people in general don't actually care how you get something right. done they just want to know whether you did it or not or whether you have sufficient cool pictures of yourself doing it that you can share on your social media channel yeah but it used to be a thing it used to be a thing yeah, yeah big yeah. deal especially big, yeah. and i think a lot of it you know we're uh, again just talking to someone in the in the uk climbing scene and of course we came to the grit and you know that's a place where that's a really important part of the ethos there mm-hmm. and it's an important part of the ethos there because it's what's made that crag which is you know i've mentioned this before it's just like you know, look at a picture of that cliff zoomed out. The cliff is not super impressive. It's little. It's these little lumps sticking out. They're small. Yeah. Okay. I mean, they actually <laughs> literally boulder some of these roots now, right? But they, they like maximized its worth by having these ethics and these rules. And there was pressure from the outside. If you went there, you know, I think it still is. Like you can't just go there and fucking debase these climbs you have to approach it this certain way the last kind of really amazing storied ground up thing that i can think of is is leo holding on on the prophet on el cap and of course he's from that scene so there he is bringing these ethics to this giant you know giant i mean 13 14 15 pitch root but the epic attempt to go ground up on that on a dangerous climb and climb into nowhere and not preview the gear and not even know if it was freeable it was the last kind of really storied attempt of that. You know, they failed to do it. They actually ended up previewing the top of it, which was part of the story of how disappointed they were. To let not just themselves down, but at that time, you know, like the pressure of other people of this ethic. Because an ethic is, you know, partially like the the pressure of the of the agreed upon tactics, agreed upon by the community. So without that pressure, you're kind of out there in the by yourself and it's pretty easy to just let them break down mm. i think what's so interesting about the grit stone is the the it's kind of an argument for elitism in a way and on yeah. such an ant an unelite looking cliff sure. you know, or a group of like basically glorified boulders they have i mean like they have a very strict anti-bolt ethic right. and you know imagine if those boulders were had three or four bolts in them and they were they would just be they would they yeah. wouldn't be special basically right yeah so it's an interesting idea but they leave room i think where the gritstone scene has landed is they do leave room for like the the rehearsal the, the rehearsal point. yeah, yeah. cuz so it's gone go, out that's it the ground up thing went out there as right. well so you can top rope there all you want and nobody bats an eye and looks down mm-hmm. on you and that's mm-hmm. fine but they also they don't also don't put bolts in the right. wall and they allow for this like this leveling up this elitist aspiration of trying to do something that's like sketchy and hard. 
And that's what keeps these tiny little rocks that they have interesting and relevant mm-hmm. after all all of these years. I, I don't think that you can, and I don't think you would make this argument, Chris, but the, the ground-up ethic is necessarily superior to any ethic. But just the idea of ethics in general is a strong thing to keep in mind in having the like approaching crags in development with the idea that there could be multiple, how do you, how do you like create the scenario where there's so many different levels of expression for ethics? Right. Right. You know, if the prophet had been bolted on that crack pitch or whatever, or whatever it is, like, you know, you can take a route down in different ways, but it would have been a route and Leo could have maybe done a ground up and would that have been superior to the way he did it, which is he tried a ground up, he failed, uh, he failed in a, in a proud way. Mm-hmm. And then he, he resorted to the tactics that he needed to do to get it done. And now it's still a route that's available to the next person who wants to surpass what Leo did. So the, yeah, I think that the, I don't, I don't know how to articulate that exactly, but do people think about, these things anymore are they considering how as developers maybe like they are leaving open the possibility for future interpretations of a climbing style but still making it accessible to people who don't aren't willing to like just go batshit extreme and like risk their lives to do it um yeah it's like a fine balance but that's that's like what's so interesting about this discussion. And I think you're right to point out that it's sad that in a lot of ways, that doesn't seem to be anything that anyone's talking about. It's not emphasized. You know, even if people were to just emphasize, like, this is how the style I did my route, right. they don't do that anymore. Right. They don't care. Like no one cares. And no one's asking that question as the young journalists now don't ask that question. And it's too bad because that's part of, it's not the whole part of climbing ethics but it's part of it Mm -hmm. and the fact that all of climbing ethics i think in my opinion seems to be de-emphasized in general is like really where the where there's like a loss that um that should come back yeah it comes back well and there's like a framing that you can do there with ethics you know are also aesthetics and Mm -hmm. and, and a lot of times that's they're the same thing you know and if you think about the gritstone um, there is an aesthetic to the fact that it's not fucking bolted, mm-hmm. you know, and, and in certain places, like you can think of bolts as, you know, your mini monoliths, your installations, this, like this route that was created. Um, but in a lot of places they are garbage, you know, and especially a, a place as, as old as that, you'd have like, you know, spits and you'd have <laughs> like machine bolts that were pulled out of some like, you know, boiler from 1889 <laughs> in, in Sheffield that some idiot in 1949 went and bashed into that cliff. I mean, you know, it would literally be a fucking mess if they had not somehow like codified this idea that no, we're not going to fucking put bolts in this thing. Mm-hmm. Cause you can imagine 50 years of different types of shitty bolts sticking out of that cliff would be a mess. So there's aesthetics involved too. And, and I think that, as climbers, we are actually really interested in aesthetics and what our climbs look like. I mean, it's always you, know, you talk about crack climbs and and or or overhanging walls or caves. I mean, the aesthetics are part of it. So, you know, to sort of just like abandon ethics is also, in some ways, to abandon aesthetics around what 
what we're up to and what we're climbing. The, the part of this conversation that drives me nuts is the idea that people can't hold two or multiple ideas about mm. aesthetics and ethics in their heads at the same time. Right. Like the, the idea that bolts are bad just like gets entrenched in some people's minds. And so they, you know, they're like the gritstone's the only pure cliff. And then they go to the Dolomites and they're like, this is all bullshit. Like it's all bolted and whatever. I just think that's wrong. Like it's a, it's a, short-sighted way of looking at like clearly there's a difference between dolomitic rock and gritstone sure and so and the size of it and all of all of that stuff like makes a difference and so i there's no easy way to just like codify exactly what the rules are or ought to be but i think that we we get closer to like being able to articulate what that might be by having conversations around what's interesting and rad around style and ethics Mm -hmm. and it's if we can't have those or if people aren't having those conversations because now they find them uninteresting well i don't think that's a good thing one other thing i thought about is like i'm not necessarily lamenting it so um i think a thing that has has like started to die and and i lament this a great deal and i think if people listen to the show, they'll understand why why I lament this, and, and Andrew, you will too. And I think taking the piss out of each other in climbing mm. is is something I think that there's this tradition with, but we're in such this sensitive inclusion time that it's like you can be like just fucking knocking somebody as a joke, and like very quickly it can can become like this this total insult or like you said it in a wrong way. And and again, taking the piss is like a British or Australian way of like giving people shit, like just giving people shit in a lighthearted, like friendly, like manner, you know? And I feel like, I don't know. I just feel like we're in this time of sensitivity where that tradition, which is a very strong tradition is, uh, is going by the wayside and it sort of bums me out that like, you can't fucking give each other shit about, dumbass things they do in climbing and climbing in itself is fucking dumb it's super super dumb well i just want to say as a semantic argument that taking the piss and giving shit meaning the same thing doesn't make any sense to me <laughs> that's okay it's all colloquialisms that's right do you know what i'm saying though like, yeah do you t- how do you a, take piss and then give shit and that's the same thing you take the piss you but what do you do with the piss? <laughs> it's sprayed like a trucker bomb. I've never understood that phrase. <laughs> you know what a trucker bomb is? No. Oh, man. It's when a long-haul trucker's <laughs> on a long-haul. Yeah, they piss in a giant <laughs> jug and they chuck it oh, on the highway. God. Yeah. My friends have hit, hit them before. Oh, really? Oh, it's really? awful. <laughs> a friend of mine was driving a convertible. Really? I was like, oh, look at that. Look at that, you know, gallon jug on the side of the road. I'm going to smash it. Boom. Who trucker bomb. Blake Gordon, actually. <laughs> Funny story, because yeah, it hit it hit the radiator and oh, just really? splashed them. <laughs> they took the piss. They got wow. Okay. Yeah, it makes yeah. sense now. Took the piss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> it went through the radiator. It was a hot day. It's like half amphetamines. <laughs> yeah, fucking trucker <laughs> piss. Fucking. It's like rancid. It's awful. <laughs> yeah, you give shit, you take the piss. So, do you think that that's a function of like the the past year and just people being well, like, I'm not going to like give people shit. People are dying and all this. Right. It's well, it's also a PC culture thing, right? 
For sure. So it's a, it, you have noticed it. Yeah. Even in, like, say, the media, climbing media, Absolutely. they're not doing that nearly yeah. as much as yeah. they used to or being as, like, um, I don't know, like, uh, self-recriminating. Yeah. Well, the stakes yeah. seem really high. Yeah, for sure. It's yeah. really interesting. Like, I've um, just noticed the, you know, how the culture, like, I've been watching, like, Netflix and shit. And the, Who hasn't? You know, the, um, the, the Netflix shows now are, like, so so cloyingly sweet and like it's like it's like the opposite you know like if you look back to the 90s like everything was so sarcastic and cynical but everything economically and societally was like on the way up and like people were feeling good and so the it's it's almost like there's this inverse relationship between what our pop culture says and how we're we doing as a society we need to be comforted yeah what you're saying yeah yeah so there's something like going on right now in, in pop culture where you, you turn on netflix and you see these shows where people are just like very saccharine and like mm. open and not um they're not insulting each other and they're not being cynical and uh and i think that's a direct inverse of how we are and how we feel at the moment. Right. So I think mm. that's part of what's right. going on right, right now. Right. Is like you can't you can't you can't like take the piss or give the shit, you know. Yeah. Give the shit. <laughs> that's <laughs> what it should German. be. We shall give the shit. Very German. Are you giving <laughs> yes, me I the shit? Give me the shit. Well actually it's funny I you say that because you. what did <laughs> what did Nina say on the run out? <laughs> she screwed up take Take a shit or give a shit. Yeah, yeah. She, on the run out, Nina Nina Caprez <laughs> yeah. messed that up as a as a English, you know, French, <laughs> like German, an idiom thing. Speaker. Yeah, an idiom thing. <laughs> give a shit or take a shit. And I said, yeah. She was t- said, trying to say I give I don't give a shit. Yeah, she said I don't you, take a shit. Yeah, and I'm like taking a shit's different. <laughs> <laughs> That's excellent. It was funny though because she, we were, I I think about how I relate to my buddies climbing. And it's like, we just give each other so much shit. And, and I think it, I have a tendency to think that everybody like kind of interacts like that. And maybe I'm wrong about it altogether, but having like interviewed some British climbers, um, UK climbers in the last couple of years, I feel as though that scene is way still more down with that of like hanging out and fucking like, you know, sitting there being able to like give it and take it. Yeah. The Brits are, I hope they never, never, never lose yeah, that. I agree. Yeah. Never, never lose, lose it. Yeah. yeah. I think we're losing it. it. And maybe we're it's losing okay. It. And no, it's not okay. And I'll tell you why it's not okay. It's not okay because it's disrespectful to people's full humanity. Right. Like if you are treating your, the person that you're engaging with, with these kid gloves where they can't handle, you know, the most obviously mild insult right or obviously a terrible thing that you could think of to say in that moment right right like you're you're treating someone not as a human being sure you're treating them as a person that needs to that you assume they cannot handle you know the full reality of right. like living or just like being able to hear words or have a joke made about them all of that stuff is it's just like it drives me nuts. Like you, you, that's how we want to live. We want, I want people to tell me to, you know, take a shit on me and give me the piss. 
And I hope that that I hope that on my obituary, someone takes that clip out of context and uses it against me. Now we're getting into the sexy stuff. Right? <laughs> anyway, I. It's the same. It's the same thing with like you want to. You want your climbing partner to be real with you. Yeah. Totally you don't want yeah, them to bullshit true. you and say, you know, I'm a five ten climber, but actually so I, like, I can only climb like five eight right. or whatever it is. Or like I'm really I'm just a five eight climber. I'm just trying to be humble, but I'm really like a five twelve climber. Like yeah. I don't want to climb with anyone like that. Right. Totally. I don't want to climb with people who are not being honest and who can't do who can't like have fun and like talk to me like I'm a real human being. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, the thing I think is, it, it, it gets in my mind is the fact again, that like, it's just all so dumb, you know, yeah. like, yeah. you know, you're in rifle and someone's complaining about how they don't have the right duct tape for their fucking knee pad. Like, you know, it's, that's really dumb. And you're, you're also right. Like there is better duct tape than other duct tapes, <laughs> but you know, it's a, you, that you, I couldn't give you a little fucking shit for that's your for like sure. little bitchy complaint. You have you know? to be able to do that, right? To, and, like, and to, that person to be has able to like be like, oh yeah, ha, this is dumb. Like, if I was like a decent climber, I wouldn't fucking yeah. be worrying about the quality of my duct tape on my fucking, you know. If he, I mean, I'm I'm afraid to make those kinds of jokes now totally. because that's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, I know that's what you're saying, and I'm I'm in the same boat, and it's a shame because that's how. That is really how people connect with each other. Right. Yeah. yeah. It it's, really is. Like tricky. that's how that's how those little jokes, like innocuous, like potentially line crossing jokes is how people sh- express their vulnerability about things that are mm-hmm. uncomfortable. Yeah. And it's humor an is how too. it's humor is how we get like be comfortable with yeah. things that are uncomfortable. Yep. Well, and it's funny that you say it because, you know, this there's this idea I think Within climbing and, you know, this idea of vulnerability being this like real strength, right? Mm -hmm. Being vulnerable and like, and that's just, just my thing. It's like, well, you know, part of being vulnerable is that like be willing to sort of look at your own foibles because climbing is just so full of those types of things. Like, and I think that the Norma cast definitely like makes a living off of that. And the run out does too. This idea that like it's just full of all this silly shit that we well, do, and it, it's worth making fun of it. Yeah, yeah, you know? I agree. Because if you if you take if you're taking your you know like twelve B project wherever it is like super seriously when there's all this other shit going on in the world like that there's something wrong. Like you gotta like chill out, man. Yeah. And one way to chill out is like look at it critically and be like. This is hilarious. Like I'm throwing a fucking fit because I slipped off a quarter inch of limestone in the middle of this wall. <laughs> like that's making me upset and like I'm throwing a goddamn fit. Like Well, we're talking about all the climbing stuff, yeah. but there's all this the jokey stuff in between too. Yeah. I mean, that's really where the relationships get made as well. Like yeah. cuz anyway, but yeah, I'm 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 totally on board with what you're saying, Chris. I think that people need to it's climbing, yo. Yeah, yeah. just like loosen up. Silly. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Silly and meaningless. Take yeah. the piss. Take the piss. And give, give the shit. shit. Give the shit. Take the piss. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the fact that it's bodily functions, man. Bodily I mean, functions are hilarious. Golden. Okay. Uh, 
last year, last last taps episode, we did a lot of fucking talk about canceling. Mm-hmm. It actually turned into sort of a canceling episode. Okay. Which there's room for that. Like this is this this is the part of the taps episode where we we talk about things we wish would um would go into a fiery you know meteoric death into the sun in a humorous way of course in a humorous way taking the piss if you will or giving the shit (laughs) what would you rather do steve give the shit or take the piss give the shit okay i'll go ahead and take the piss then (laughs) and you can be the wild card over there andrew (laughs) andrew this was one that you brought up april fools the april fools gag yeah April Fool's jokes by companies and climbing media brands is so dumb. You don't, you don't like these yuck yucks? <laughs> this is this is good good this yuck is taking yucks. The piss. Taking the piss. They're not no. taking the piss. It's just not the funny. Shit? If it was funny, I'd be on board. But it's not it's funny. It's not good. It's just so expected and it's stupid. The okay. expectation of it is the problem. There it is. But there, it's Can just you not even creative. That? It's not even creative what people are doing now. It's like it's just like oh, it just feels forced. Like. If you were forced to go and say something funny and you said something that wasn't funny and people, everyone seemingly around you clapped because they were supposed to laugh at the thing that was funny, that's what I feel like this is. (laughs) Is there any that you could say was funny that you enjoyed in the past? No, they're all bad. (laughs) Is there anything you could imagine that would maybe get a, a rise out of you? If like Black Diamond, it's just so expected. Like if Black Diamond was like, if you, I know it fell free souling today, and it was just dark. That was it, like a straight, just straight darkness. Straight full, darkness. You know, the GoFundMe was up. Everything. Yeah. Okay, that would be funny. <laughs> <laughs> Don't take that, Parker. See? Don't take that. That's See? mine. See. <laughs> That's what the problem is. It's a personality have, yeah, thing. Yeah, and you'd have to go hardcore. <laughs> you know? That would shatter people. I guess, I don't know, maybe because I know the guys like at BD, because we're talking yeah. about Honnold. Yeah. Like, I always, I don't know, I think, I thought that the last year's one with the giant cam was funny. I didn't see it. Did you know? Okay. It's, <laughs> Dilk is like a, a delicate, pure... Actually, like, he's like a pure just, flower, like untainted by social media. No media waves yep. hitting me. You know it, that it's beautiful. You're a beautiful person. It's, it's yeah. like your, your aura. His aura is like, especially now that you're well, not drinking whiskey. We're all so jealous going of out, for sure. <laughs> we're all jealous of Steve. We are jealous of Steve. Jealous Steve Dilk. No, there's no, uh, there's no Facebook. There's no nope, none of Instagram. It. There's no Twitter. None. Nothing. Not he's, a, he's a free spirit yeah. out in the world. That's right. So he doesn't get the, the barrage of April Fool's yucks. <laughs> what do you do on your phone? <laughs> call people. Yeah, call people, text people. Text people. Yep. Text and call. That's a big one. And use it to navigate. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Use it to navigate podcasts. <laughs> I, don't, I hate calling people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the irony of the calling it a phone anymore. <laughs> I fucking hate talking on the phone. I never call people. I'll really? T- I'll like... I'll like, like fucking blow my thumbs out texting before I'll pick up, before I'll press the call button. I was like that too, but I so enjoy ta- calling people now. All right. Oh. I got to get back on board with that. I yeah. don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm like, I, I, I'm afraid that, and I think it's a disposition thing is I got to push back against the no April fools. Yeah. This okay. is a dispositional yes. argument. And here, we're going to, sure. I mean, to be honest with you, we're going to need some yucks this year, man. Just some straight up dumb yucks. I think are a good thing. Do you was, think, the, was the big cam black diamond thing this, yeah, that this was year? La- that was this year. During was COVID. In April. Yeah, during COVID. See, like, already they're re- not reading the room. What do you mean? People loved it. 
You know, it could have been a COVID joke, Maybe. but it was just like a no big cam thing. He just he was like, "Hey, let me break out the number fifty. and it was like a fucking was a side fucking, of a house or something. Yeah, it was a That's whole. Funny. It was again. They they get Honold on board. Yeah, he's climbing with this ginormous. I think it was this year. It wasn't two years. No, it was this year. Yeah, it was fucking this year. time. No, it was good. I, I will say head, this: like, it was time. In it was my good. head is gone. Like I have no idea but, when. Yeah, this I agree. It was time high is, production value. They put a lot of effort yeah. into it. I they, thought they it was built funny. This okay. crazy they did a good job. Yeah. We cracked them, folks. Yes. we cracked them. Like it's, but it's it was just size. expected. <laughs> but <laughs> it had awesome. a purpose. It was because they came out with the seven, the eight. Oh, okay. So it was tied into a marketing. And the funny, I think, really the funny thing about it. Okay, we got a thumbs down over there. I think it was the funny thing about it. Is the fact that even though the giantest one, like the five eight chimney sized, yeah. like the chimney you're never gonna fall out of, yeah, I think people were actually probably bummed that that didn't, <laughs> it didn't exist. exist. They're like, no, and they would fork out like two hundred and eighty dollars <laughs> for, for one cam. of those fucking things if it existed <laughs> to protect that five seven chimney. Where they were like, where's there the next bolt? And it's like, there's no way you're going to fall out of there. You're like, fine. you can't. Like, it's literally impossible to fall out. <laughs> no, I'm scared. They, they, there's people who had bought the, the big one, which is, I think that was the funny part. It's like a zing pow, like left and right, two-way punch. But anyway. Yeah, I, you know. I, I think that was pretty funny, but yeah. you know, I All just right. think in general, April Fool's jokes. All right, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll, don't do the we'll mon- don't brands. do monoliths, people. Don't especially do... from brands. Yeah. Just like, I don't know. They're gonna somebody's gonna do a monolith. Anytime other it's April tied Fools. to marketing yeah. or like a new product release, I just like. Ugh. I also think that anytime Alex Honnold plays along with these dumb things. Like the dumber it is, yeah. And yet, Alex, I think that is comedy right there to me. Like he putting out, putting out Honold in silly, dumb situations because yeah. of who he is and his whole mannerism. Yeah, no, yeah. It, it is funny to the fact that he's actually made like so many mockable, like you know the old Han Love interview. Like that could have been made up, but it wasn't. It was right. real. Yeah, he was taking that suit, the twenty five pound baby. You know that whole thing. <laughs> So you, you you force him into these silly situations. It's I think it's comedy gold. Yeah, no, Honold's amazing in that re- regard totally. in being yeah. so, so exceptional as an athlete and so weird as a human. <laughs> and the cross section and is like hu- they, the where's humor they put comes the jumper in. cables on. Yeah, like the Venn diagram of Alex Honold and marketing and April Fool's jokes and humor is like. It's right. If, it's if a done rare place. Yeah. 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 And it's not as funny when just like people are, you know, playing it straight. Right. But they're, you know, like the, he's this, he is the classic straight man in a comedy bit. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, because he literally is that guy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I think it's good like, stuff. Taken out of context, he's a square. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> classic. Yeah. So anyway, all right. Well, so he's we'll, a tricam. We'll, a, tri- <laughs> <laughs> a number seven tricam. Um, it's funny how much we talk about him, like, and just as this object. Yeah. He, well, he's become a meme. Maybe we he's should. Not, he's not like a real human. Yeah. Right. Maybe we should cancel that. He's kind now. of a demigod. Um, <laughs> he is a demigod. Canceling. Uh, we'd like to cancel the word rig. That's the, this mm. year's word yeah. for proj. Yeah. Yeah. The rig. Well, I've heard, also heard it used for harnesses. Your rig. Your rig. Fuck that. I think it's worse, though, with the cl- a climb is a rig. I agree. A climb is a rig I'm, is worse, but yeah. uh, harnesses is also bad. For, like, just a climbing harness, not, like, one of those big harnesses. Any that's harnesses? Well, uh, that is you think a that's a rig? Yeah. Well, the big one is yeah. definitely your rig. Oh, man. Yeah. I, I just think use, ra- you I shouldn't use, use rig. It. 
just get rig out of the vocabulary yeah. entirely. Yeah. We we are definitely putting uh we're putting a, a a hit out on rig. Yeah. I think it's dying anyway. I think it sounds I think even within It's kind of boomerish. Yeah, well <laughs> more millennial, but uh I think it, it, you know, it's really was abused in bouldering. Mm-hmm. As sort of like a cool kind of maybe hip hoppy kind of thing. I mean, so much of that shit's like hip hop. Uh, hip hip hoppy. Hip hoppy. Hippity hop. Don't you think? Things like rhyme with rig, so they're yeah. just like rig. Exactly. <laughs> Big. Well, and it's Big. funny because I remember when we were joking about this, and we talked about how like in so many threatened climbing areas, they literally are going to send a rig, <laughs> as right. in a fucking oil rig. Exactly. Like because it wasn't funny. Yeah. Look, Trump. they sent. Here we are in Indian Creek. Check it out. They sent the rig. <laughs> it's exactly. like fucking pounding the yeah, ground exactly. and like shooting oil out of it. Cracks are splitting exactly. in the wall before your eyes. <laughs> look, they sent the rig. There they, it is. They fired it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The big burn-off plume yeah, shoots exactly. out. Yep, just fired the rig. Exactly. <laughs> so anyway, rig is out. Is there any, anything else you want to kibosh on, in that world? We've done. Is, no, rig's a good one. Yeah, I rig, mean, that, that, should, that should die. No yeah. more rig. You've heard of your first. Canceled. Um, drones. Drones should be out. Out. Yes, Personal drones. Dude, so this summer I was... Um, uh, I was in rifle, of course. Yes. And there was a kid who was like firing up his rig, which was a drone. <laughs> and uh, he was, uh, <laughs> and you know, I was like, I walked over to him. I was like, hey, what are you doing? And the obvious answer to that question when someone's like holding a controller pad in a parking lot, like trying to control a drone, is, oh, I'm piloting my drone piloting my drone to like go shoot something yeah his answer was well i'm about to like go do another burn on lungfish and i've had two burns today already and i'm like really close to sending it and whatever it was like the oddest answer i didn't even like get to the question of like why are you flying a drone and rifle right now he just like talked about his his like sick project that he's about to go send Mm mm-hmm so annoying and so for that reason drones are canceled drones are canceled did you hear the drone later while you were working your project and it no was just, right no i ear. was I, I was fortunate enough to not be <laughs> okay, in the, I just, climbing well, I in the vicinity but if, if i just you, could, yeah. did you hear it up and down that canyon no he was just like practicing his drone moves like in between burns on his project and so it was just his like drone a, moves. wow yeah his drone moves that is bizarre it's just like you know it's like drone dinos and his drone Back steps and his drone back flags and heel drone heel hooks. Right. In the battery power. Well, here's the. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say that like drones can exist because obviously they're they make great climbing footage that used to cost a lot of money <laughs> to make. Do you remember the 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 real rock where they had the like the, the they built the big rack that like moved the camera oh, up yeah. and down the cliff? Yep. Yeah, that lasted for like. 20 minutes before yeah. drones were, were invented. So yeah. that's in, in Josh. That was some ingenuity. The, that big rack thing. Anyway, but, uh, I, you know, I'm not like against them entirely, but it's, it's kind of like music at the cliff. Like you can't just walk in and without, you know, reading the room and consulting people yes. and wondering if you're fucking up everybody's climbing experience, just like rock your drone up into the air. Your I little think you whiny should, yeah. little fucking drone. I think you yeah. should just like assume that no one likes no, them. Assume yeah, exactly. that no one that wants should it. be so, the baseline assumption. 
you know, if it's a day of filming or, you know, it's just you and your buddies there, it's like the same as music. Like, if it's just you and your pals there, then put your fucking, you know, put Legend on by Bob Marley. Like, jam it out. It's great. (laughs) But as soon as someone shows up, either ask that person or shut that shit down. Because it's like you're imposing on other people. And that's really the drone problem is that it's the personal drones. Like I have no problem when there's a film shoot and somebody wants to use a fucking drone. But again, like I even remember. I, I do. You do. Yeah. You know, drones. Why not know why? Because the drones are becoming what like the fisheye lens was like back in the 90s. Like <laughs> it was like this overused thing and everyone right. was shooting fisheye and it's like, oh, great, another fisheye lens. It just got overdone and nobody was, was it wasn't aesthetically video, interesting. Though. Yeah, but it can be done well. Good skate videos. Of course. Yeah. Of course it can be I done I think well. Andre's course, drone guy is yes. probably pro. Yeah. Of course the it can K2 be done well. drone guy yeah. was pro. I'm just saying like it's a little overused. Right. And yeah. not like if you're just, if you're like the no name climber who's like trying to get a shoe sponsorship and your buddy's flying a drone with a gopro to like show you doing your moves on your on uh whatever the fuck 14b you're working on Mm -hmm. like just fuck off like yeah you know what i mean like just get the fuck out of here i definitely dream of having like a 12 gauge (laughs) yeah i see like like, those people in northern colorado what's that there was that like drone swarm Way out in the boonies in northwest Colorado. Really? And these townsfolk came out and just lit them what up. What were the drone swarm doing? No one knows. No one knows. <laughs> There's no one knows. Check it out. It's a real story. The army base up there denied. There it was an air flop. force base. And they said, nope, it wasn't us. And just they're bugging them. Yep. Yeah, just blew them away. There's they're, like, they're spreading COVID, I think. I mean, yeah, that's how sure. it started. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, for sure. They just lit them up. That's like, what that's I dream sick. of that, man. Yeah. Because there's they fly around my neighborhood once in a while. I know who it is. <laughs> and I think I don't know, is there a legality to I mean, obviously you're not know. supposed to discharge Our neighbor weapons, crashed but... his drone into our yard really? and had to like come and like apologize <laughs> and like you know, ask and like walk on our property or whatever. To and, go get their damn yeah, drone. Yeah, to go get their damn drone. Right. Yeah. I don't know. It's like a weird thing right All now. Right. Yeah. Drones, man. Yeah, I mean I mean you know, but then I just interviewed Jason Nelson and he actually gave me this awesome story because he's he's got an actual like, you know, professional drone because he does filming and he also does inspections and things with it. Um, you know, of like structures and stuff, yeah. which is another thing. And he actually industrial was, application. Yeah, he was telling me how he goes out, he lives in in uh Ure, and he goes out and he's like I'm not going to hike into that ice climb. He fucking like, oh. goes out on his porch and just flies his drone up just to look at the, it out to see if A, anybody's on it or B, it's like in or not. What? And I had to give a little tip of the hat to that. I hope it was a little one. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I, I don't think so. I doubt. I think he's got the helmet and shit or like the goggles. So anyway, careful with your fucking drone. It's yeah, becoming exactly. like the, the, muse, the, the Bluetooth speaker of the new age. Of yeah. Like, yeah. It's a real, I mean, at least the new Bluetooth speaker plays some music that you might like. <laughs> right. Like the sound of a drone is awful. Yeah. Period. Yeah. End yeah. of story. Like yeah. The giant mosquito. Yeah. No one it's, likes it. it. No one's up there just like, oh, that's really helping me <laughs> yeah. climb right now. This thing that, you know, may bump into my head. <laughs> Exactly. You know, I thought about that with the freaking. Uh, I know they were it. supposedly not allowed to use drones, quote unquote, in, in Yosemite. The official take is that no drones were used. In they the didn't use them. Mm-hmm. No, they didn't. 
I know I heard the whole story about the helicopter above. We the, can't talk about the that. Ceiling. I know we're not supposed <laughs> to talk about that, but I think that was a cover story for drone use. Nevertheless, <laughs> can you imagine? That's like, an interesting fucking, theory. <laughs> you don't think that? Uh, I hadn't thought that. All right. Well, anyway, Jimmy Chin's never agreed to come on the Enorma cast. So okay, well, we um, can strike. And all I of think this. that's why, because he knows he'll get withering questions about his drone use. <laughs> um. Jin, you hear me? Um, We're on to you, bud. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you know, can you imagine like one of those things accidentally bumping into Alex Honnold while he's fucking free soloing the, oh, I'm out of control. That'd be, ins- <laughs> it's like, that'd be insane. <laughs> a little fucking, that's, the little propellers like whacking his forehead. I mean, that's a good April Fool's joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you listen to Black Diamond? <laughs> All right, last canceling. Again, okay, we'll make from, this quick because we're... <laughs> But Mr. I, Dark Humor over here. <laughs> Andrew Bishra wants to cancel. I want to cancel um, celebrities, celebrity climbers who have Instagram <laughs> accounts for their pets. <laughs> that is so obnoxious because the, already they are like, you know, I can do whatever I want because right. I've got 400 million people following yeah, me. Right. And the idea that you're going to degrade us all and make us follow your dogs like day-to-day life it's just it's just humiliating it's humiliating don't endure people to this humiliation it's just nobody cares about your pet we were the counterculture god damn it we used to be you're right yeah we used to be cool no. whatever like that's right burn the fucking system down that's and right. now we're just following you're pet just accounts riding the algorithm yeah. wave to get foo-foo 10 million likes <laughs> You're right, Bill. You're fucking right. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's like it's all just like garbage. Yeah. Oh man, because that's like that's totally that's what drew drew me to it. It's like no, we're 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 cool. We're on the fringe. We're separate. Yeah. So man. I say I say in 2021, if you're Gus? if you're following Gus, Gus, Cedars, Cedars, little dog, and that little uh, the other he one died. that's all snaggletooth. Oh. Is Gus Gus gone? He died. He just died. Yeah, yeah but the snaggletooth one's still around. Yeah, right? Bernie's still here. Yeah. Yeah. That's not an okay pet account? I don't know if Cedar has a pet account, no. does he? Yeah, they had pet account, for sure. Gus Gus did. Uh, well, I don't, follow, I don't follow pet accounts. So because I'm, I'm not... There you go. I, I respect myself. <laughs> um, but I just want to say, if you're following a pet account of a pro climber, <laughs> then you should unfollow that account okay. because don't Done. degrade yourself to, <laughs> to that kind of like withering humiliation. I just lost all my sponsors. <laughs> Ortiva's like, we sponsor six different pet accounts, you son of a bitch. <laughs> like, I don't even climb, man. I got my pet on the Sportiva team. <laughs> but our friend Brittany Griffith is like two steps away from starting a pet account. Her, I, I got to say. Kitty Kitty or whatever yeah, the hell Kitty Kitty yeah. Kitty. Yeah. Is an, an amazing. I, I enjoy watching her Instagram stories where she's hiking to the crag with her right. kitty, kitty, kitty. Which must take I'm, forever. <laughs> but if she if she start, which must take forever. Yeah. If she starts a kitty, kitty, kitty account, she's dead. Unfriended. Us. Yeah. Sorry, Brittany. Sorry, Brittany. There it is. Because it would just be so not Brittany. Yeah. No, she wouldn't do yeah, that. It would be like betraying her whole image. So don't do it, Brittany. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the pet account thing. I, I you know, I, I, I don't know. I, th- I think if you're gonna do a pet account, your pet better be like not just some average fucking dog. It's, it's inter- got to be rad. 
Yeah, no, like mm. at least bring an interesting pet. He's got like a, a like tarantula. missing a limb. Yeah. Maybe he's one of those cute cats with one of the eyes that are like sewed shut because they got in a, oh, like an alley fight. fight. Yeah. Yep. Or if you had a monkey that put draws up on your yeah. yeah, that'd be sick. Or <laughs> flies your drone for you. I would sponsor that monkey. <laughs> I think that's a throw. I think that's a, a shout out to a previous tap. <laughs> yeah. Have we talked about the draw hanging monkey before? Well, it's, it, we're, we're, there's worlds. Worlds are colliding right now because we've talked about the pet hanging, the draw hanging monkey. We've also talked about canceling <laughs> pets at crags. Now, oh, yeah. now we're one step removed. Exactly. We're talking about canceling pets, crag pets on Instagram. Instagram. <laughs> yeah, so this is like it's just a continuation. Get a monkey, and we're on board. Yeah, but a if you have a draw hanging monkey, yeah. obviously that monkey should be sponsored <laughs> right. and have lots of followers on Instagram. Like DMM, so it only exclusively <laughs> hangs DMM draws. <laughs> That's, that's an idea right there for you guys over there in Britain. Do they have monkeys in, in Wales? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, let's finish up with a quick rundown and honorable mention to a Reddit member named Obsidian. Obsidian, have you, are you listening, my friend? <laughs> Shout out. Shout, Shout out, out to you. Uh, we yeah. found your TAPS edition on the Reddit <laughs> And, and we enjoyed a few of them. Um, what were some of the ones that he was going to cancel or well, things that yeah, he wanted he, to talk about? He was on more of the cancel vibe. Yeah, he posted a, a, a post. I don't know who this person is, but he, he was just like, you know, I love the Taps episode. And here's some ideas for what I would like. Let's do a Reddit Taps. His ideas, I thought, were all brilliant. Um, or her. I don't know if Obsidian. Oh, true. Girl. Sure. Um, I think Reddit's a pretty safe. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, there's probably a lot of dudes. On a lot of dudes on the climbing Reddit, I think. Um, the quad, the anchor, quad anchor, uh, was one. And I think. Well, I want to talk about the quad anchor for a second. Okay. Because I, it's it's such an interesting thing that I have literally in my climbing life never seen in the wild. Mm. I've only seen it literally on Instagrams. Whoa. It usually guides Instagrams. Just like the proverbial monkey hanging, draw yes. hanging monkey. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a mythical thing that I wish, I don't know. I mean, I don't really know. And I think that like, uh, I don't know. It's just as. It's, yeah. Who uses the quad? Who uses yeah. the quad on a regular basis besides a guide? I, what's the. What's I don't even know how to make one. I think you I just tie like four knots. Four knots. Into yeah. A, but yeah. why would you tie four knots when you can tie one? I don't know. Anyway. I don't understand the point of it. It seems needlessly complicated. Doubly redundant. It's like doubly (laughs) safe. Right. Right. Any two parts can break and it still holds. Yeah. It's like if we started putting six wheels on cars. Exactly. Exactly. Like, okay, four wheels work pretty good, but six must be better. Right. So let's put two more on Exactly. I can hold two tanks on this anchor. Like, what is this extra wheels for? We don't know. Who knows? It's just better. You know. Exactly. <laughs> it's anyway. so funny. Like, there's like this whole culture of climbing anchor, and oh, yeah. and like just yeah. like you know the mm-hmm. the geeky side of climbing mm-hmm. that has really gone into like a new gear in the last five years with the internet, and oh. or you know not just with the internet, but like in general, it's like there's like this. It's like this is the new way to do things, and like I'm gonna get clicks on my 
you know, gear building website, whatever. Right, yeah, and sure. the, I don't know. It's like a weird thing. Well, like, all the old shit like works just fine. Well, the like, funny uh, thing is, is that I just realized that's why you're talking is that the less you need these anchors in the world, because more and more places have just fucking, Oh, you remember when you had to inconveniently build your own anchor? Well, we've fixed that. We put a bolted anchor There's here. There's two monoliths right at the anchor. You can just <laughs> yeah, tie, you just off, tie off the two mini monoliths. <laughs> the, I mean, the truth is, is that less and less places have the need to build, you know, your own gear anchors. Simultaneously, this these like crazy, bizarre ways to build gear anchors <laughs> are on the upswing. Mm. So, what does that say? It's weird, right? But they're all like dialed into it too. They're like super, super dialed. dialed into the yeah. complicated way of doing mm-hmm. it, but mm-hmm. they also have no skill set to apply it. And that's funny because as an experienced climber, they like people ask me, "What do you think of this thing?" Right. And I'm always just like, "I have no idea what you're talking right. about." I hate because no one I know Ever. uses whatever you're that. talking about. <laughs> yeah. right? Ever. All these people you admire yeah. don't use it. Nope. So I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. It's like the rise of the engineer. They're just like, oh, there's a newfangled. Way I think it's always it. been like that. Though. Yeah, it's way worse now. Yeah, well, that's yeah, also that's interesting. Interesting. it's getting more refined. I mean, it's like getting more refined, but it's also getting more complicated too. Like it's right. not getting more simple. Like the the simplicity of isn't that the problem? I think it is a problem. Yeah, it is. The I, problem. Do, I would too. If it's yeah. way fucking more complicated than. You know, if you're wasting time, yep. if you there's multiple ways in which you can jack it up. <laughs> Then it's you know there's this there's like a um, a place where it crosses into the more unsafe. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. Climbing is dangerous. You do it at your own risk. Okay. I've never actually hardly ever said that on the Armacast. I probably should open each show with that. <laughs> hey, if you fuck up, it's not my problem. It's not my fault. It's Dilk's fault. It's Dilk's fault. <laughs> it's flat Dilk's fault. Um, another thing that Obsidian. I think piggybacks on some stuff I've talked about is he was talking about this this uh, I'm straight in signal that people give at the anchors when they're on top of a climb. They're going to tie through the anchor and come down um, to get rid of that signal. And I have definitely I will second that Um, and I will second signals. A lot of signals in climbing. Don't just just explain exactly what he's. So you get you climb up, you get to the top of the route and you're going to tie through the anchors so you have to clip into the anchors, untie, put the rope through. There's no beaners to clip through. You get on the anchor and you yell down to your person, I'm straight in. Mm. Why are you doing that? There is no reason to do that because you, the belayer is to do nothing at that point. Yeah. And there's been so many accidents in climbing where the belayer thinks that means you're going to repel. Mm-hmm. And so the belayer says, okay, that means cool. I'm good. So... They or can, it just means I can you're take off you. belay. Yeah, you're can, off belay. Right. Yeah. I can take my, my hands off. I can undo it. I can walk away. I can go have a sandwich. Obviously, the most famous Enormacast episode of all time is Craig DiMartino's number uh, 11. Of course. This is exactly what happened to him. Okay, He gave the signal as if he was off belay when he meant to be lowered and he got dropped. So it's just a dumb signal that gets you nothing because your belayer is just going to stand there. 
and yep. keep you on belay. So there's when no reason get, to tell him that. When you get to an anchor, that. you should be silent and focused like a <laughs> Ferdinand Herzog movie. <laughs> Just listen to the brooding gloom. Yes. <laughs> Do not convey the angry, joy. <laughs> the angry shouts of the birds and the insects. <laughs> there's only decay at the anchor. <laughs> the world is chaos at this point no but it just is a signal that's unnecessary because you clip in and then maybe you call for slack which is a whole nother signal but that's it like, you don't, don't even need to call for slack yeah, you just need to pull you need to pull because yeah. your blair if the rope i wouldn't gets, even call for slack i don't call yeah. for slack yeah just fucking do your thing until yep. it's time to lower just pull that goddamn rope up yep. as much <laughs> yeah. as you need because when you pull it to clip they should give you rope so the only yeah. time you need to say anything is if you're off belay and mm-hmm. you're going to pull up the rest of the rope to put your partner on belay right that's it but you should, in but a if sports you're just clean and anchor yeah. don't say anything if you're going to be lowered shut your mouth yeah. shut your damn mouth yep. until you sell to say take just remember Werner. and then when you do say <laughs> take and this is the thing that confuses me about people who 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 get dropped in that situation Mm -hmm. is when you say take like wait to unclip until you feel the rope come tight on your harness. Mm. Yeah. Like this whole thing of, and and sorry, Craig, but this whole thing that you just like whoop unclipped while the rope was still kind of like loose in front of you. Like, how did you not feel that feeling where someone takes your damn rope out? Like wait for it. You're not in a hurry. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just chill, baby. It's climbing slow. So many accidents can be prevented just yeah. with that. This yeah. advice alone yeah. is well, like just some like of the most common ways that people fuck pay attention. Yeah. yeah. So, Obsidian, you're on my team. Yeah. Get rid of that stupid signal. Obsidian also had the advice: if you're asking for beta on how to rope solo on the internet, then you shouldn't be rope soloing. How else are you going to learn how to rope solo? I though? don't know, man. But like, rope soloing is a dangerous prospect, and is tricky so yeah, yeah. get some e- either like you figure you you actually honestly like if you've climbed long enough and you just think about the system you can figure it out yeah. it all makes sense but if you're at the position where you have no idea how it's done and you want to get that beta off of random people on reddit or wherever then um don't do it yeah i feel, I feel like that actually loops back into the, the quad discussion a little yeah. bit where folks will give these like crazy explanations with yeah. like crazy amounts of gear yeah and you're just like whoa yeah <laughs> i'm gonna back out myself out of this room right now exactly. and go away <laughs> yeah. go back to my my cordelette or my yeah. two draws exactly on two bolts yeah so how do you rope solo <laughs> <laughs> well let me tell you um and then uh obsidian also wanted to cancel home gym photos uh, hangboard hangboard instagrams hey, hangboard instagrams home gym photos yeah yeah shit's played y'all yeah so played yeah. so played i'm there unless your your gym is truly sick like yeah. andy let or uh, like randy then you're Levin. just showing off i know but that's what the instagram's for yeah it's just showing off is it though i guess it is yeah yeah i think that um i don't need to see anyone hangboarding on instagram ever again <laughs> nope it's not interesting. Yeah. No. It's, it's, it's like not. watching paint dry. Yeah. <laughs> and I actually don't care what, Unless you, there's some what, sexy your, what your message is that is related to that or not related to that. Whatever it is that you're posting that is like a message. What? Well, wait a it. second. What is your message? Well, people like you. It's weird. Like people like use like 
they don't have any other content to share, so they right. show a photo. But I mean, honestly, like, what are you saying? Like, what do you think? Like, because let's let's say this. I know Dilk has never posted one. Have you ever posted one? A hangboarding photo? Yeah. Uh, of myself? No. Yes, I have. Oh. Hmm. I'm I'm the man whore. Yeah, exactly. Totally. Okay. How do you feel about that now, Chris? Um, yeah, what was the context? The context was I wanted to show that I was, and this is actually a total flex and a show-offy moment, okay. but that I was actually, for my, in my home hangboard sessions, um, I don't own any weights or kettlebells or anything like that, so I use um, old brake rotors, a pair from your... Uh, <laughs> Actually, the, a pair awesome. from your uh, from your uh, fiance's Subaru, Subaru right. yeah, and a pair from our Lexus. Uh, the the Subaru ones are actually heavier. Okay, oddly. yeah, so they're like twelve point four pounds in the in the and uh, the Lexus. With all that ones. rust, it's probably even, yeah, exactly. probably a little heavier. Ten point four pounds. So yeah, I was kind of like it was sort of a manly like you don't need rad shit to right. fucking hangboard kind of flex. So and my yeah. point being is that that's all your hangboard videos are. Yeah. Are this mm-hmm. like are this flex of like look at me I'm I'm like more dedicated than you are I'm stronger than you are even if it's like oh hey I've come up with this great new hangboard video that's gonna help you because I've come up with this thing it's like it's still like I came up with it because I'm not lazy and and you are and you well, should become like me okay you've just identified two categories of what this like post is there's right. the there's like the on the nose I'm I'm the guru who's going to help you with this Sure. amazing routine yep. that's going to change your life and then there's your your post which is like i'm the i'm i'm basically just going to own the fact that i feel like i'm better than you guys <laughs> and this is all about stoking my ego or whatever mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then there's like this other third weird category that is um i'm going to show myself doing something really strong but i'm going to frame it in this like humble way it's like a right. humble brag it's pose. a full humble and, brag yeah. yeah and so yeah like oh that, christmas man i ate a whole bunch of food right. so now i'm doing my hangboard because wow. <laughs> you know i was weak because <laughs> i'm just like you guys we're all relating here here's me hanging off a of, uh, dead hanging a four millimeter edge on one arm <laughs> right with two subaru brake <laughs> brake rudders between my legs <laughs> Still got it. Still got it. <laughs> Hashtag <laughs> the new forty. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but isn't that the entire l- breadth of Instagram? It's so annoying. I hate it. <laughs> Cancel Instagram. Cancel Instagram. <laughs> What is best in life? The open step, fleet horse, falcons at your wrist, and the wind in your hair. Wrong! Conan, what is best in life? To crush your enemies, see them driven before you, and to hear the lamentation of their women. That is good. That is good.